yummy eggs or yucky eggs. Did you grow up with eggs? Might not have been chocolate ones, they might have been the ones that come out of chickens. Do you love to eat eggs? And if you do, should you? Are they good for you or bad for you? And poor old eggs. For the time that I've been an exercise professional, over 40 years, they've come into fashion, out of fashion, into fashion, out of fashion, into fashion. And it seems like the experts can't make up their mind. Are eggs good for us or bad for us? Here's a better question. Do you love to eat eggs? Are there people that have eaten eggs all of their life and they're very healthy? And if you like to eat eggs or any other food for that matter, and somebody said you can't have, so let's just say eggs are your favorite food, whether they're chocolate or the ones that come out of the bottoms of chickens. Uh, and somebody said to you, you can never have scrambled eggs on toast again, or you can never have uh, an omelet, or you can never have bacon and eggs ever again, or you can never eat a chocolate egg. Uh, what does that do inside your headspace if that is your favorite food? So one of the really good questions is, should we ever, ever take out of our eating plan, out of our healthy headspace for food, the foods that we love? And if we do that, what happens? So there's been a lot of times in my career where the experts have suggested that eggs are bad because they're full of uh, cholesterol, they're full of fat, and they're little fat bombs is what they used to be called, the yellow part of the egg, and you shouldn't eat them. Then when they come back into fashion, the experts say eggs are excellent and you should eat two or three eggs every day. Some people say eat one egg once a week. Some people say eat eggs every day. What do you do? So I always go back to the most important question of all, what do you like to eat? And should your healthy eating plan always include the foods that you love? Because it's not just about a healthy body, yeah? It's, could it be or should it also be about your healthy headspace? And if we ever say, I can't have, I mustn't have, I shouldn't have, don't have, it's bad for me, is it possible that it screws around with our head just a little bit? So that, could that be a great place to start? Now, the next question is, any food, regardless of what it is, whether it's takeaway food, chocolate, biscuits, chips, cake, vegetables, bread, cereal, meat, cheese, eggs. Is it possible that if you eat too much of anything that you could get some challenges inside your body or there could be some challenges with too much of anything? So I always use the example of what we tend to call healthy food versus or good food versus bad food. And we often say that, for instance, vegetables are a really good food. Now, there's a big argument there because if you're a carnivore, if the only thing that you're suggesting to people to eat is the stuff that comes from animals, then you're going to think that vegetables are bad. So isn't that interesting? Because we've always, uh, vegetables are good and uh, there's bad foods like chocolate and biscuits and cakes. But there are some people that think that vegetables are a bad food and there's certainly a lot of people that think that fruit is a bad food. So where does that put us as mere mortals, as exercise professionals who are caught between the sciences, I always say, there's the plant-based foods and there's the carnivore foods and what do I choose for me? Aha! <laughs> are there people who eat just plant-based foods, never eat any eggs, or chocolate, because they only have plant-based food, and they're healthy, fit, strong, have a stack of energy, perform at their best, they love what they see in the mirror, and they get the results that they want, which I think are the four most important questions. Are there people who are carnivores who only eat meat and stuff from animals, and there's some carnivores who don't even eat cheese or eggs or or butter, or anything to do with animals except the, the flesh of the meat of animals. 
Are there some of those people who will absolutely passionately share with us, yes, I've got a stack of energy, I perform at my best, I love what I see in the mirror, and I'm getting the results that I want from my eating plan. So where does that put us? As an exercise professional, as a coach, as somebody who's got an opinion about food and exercise, uh, is it possible that our opinion might differ from somebody else's? And I always use that example because the biggest, widest gap, I think, in any science in the world right now is the, 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 the food science, the experts in food, the cardiologists, the oncologists, the doctors of dietetics, the people that talk about macronutrients and how they work inside the body. They're having some really big arguments at the moment. There's a big argument at the moment, particularly when it comes to eggs and or animal-based products, that they're too high in cholesterol, they'll increase your LDLs, your bad uh, cholesterol in your bloodstream, which causes hardening of your arteries, which causes, if that stuff trips off inside your arteries, you could have a heart attack, you could have a stroke, and there's a really big, strong argument to say that you'll be much healthier and fitter and stronger and better blood flow and better oxygen supply if you don't eat any animal products at all. Major argument, major piles of science. Really big group of people saying you should just eat plant, uh, sorry, vegetable-based products. Oh, start again. You shouldn't eat plant or vegetable-based products. You should only eat meat-based products. And you have to have uh, cholesterol from animals because you can't get it from anywhere else. And if you don't get cholesterol from animals, you could have heart challenges, you could have liver challenges, you could have hormonal challenges. Your body won't work well if you don't eat animal-based products. So... <laughs> As an exercise professional who wants your clients to be healthy, fit, and strong, as a coach who wants your athletes to have high performance and a stack of energy, as a parent who wants your kids to be healthy, fit, and strong for the rest of our lives, what do we do? And this is one of those things that uh, I'm very, as you can tell, I'm very hesitant about uh, any form of opinion about food because this has been my experience with food. Uh, once again, there are a stack of people that have been in my life and I have experienced personally that would never put an, an, any form of animal-based product into their body at all, ever. And they're healthy, fit, strong, got a stack of energy, perform at their best. And there are now, interestingly, because it's kind of new, the carnivore process, uh, but there are a lot of people now, including top oncologists and endocrinologists, the hormonal doctors and the heart doctors are suggesting that you should be a carnivore. So I'll go back again to that very special question, what do you love to eat? And if somebody says to you, you can't have, you mustn't have, you shouldn't have, don't have, there's two parts to that. What does that do to your headspace? And even if somebody says that to you, is it, and they're an expert in food or endocrinology or cardiology, is it possible that there's an opposing opinion? And that's where I always talk about the third opinion. So there's one opinion, there's another opinion, and then what about your opinion? Where do you sit? And should you always eat the foods that you love? And the reverse of that, if somebody says you have to eat meat because it's really good for you, what if you don't like it? What if you love animals and you don't ever want to eat animals? What if you have a religious belief or, a, or a, there's something ethical or moral about not eating animals? Uh, is it possible that that's just not something you're ever going to do? <laughs> Some of the longevity studies show that people that eat a plant-based diet live a lot longer, but there's some other evidence to show that, particularly some of the Mediterranean uh, studies, and let's have a look at that because this is where uh, 
a little bit might be good and a lot of anything is not good <laughs> because the Mediterranean diet, for example, if you eat traditional Italian spaghetti, bolognese, let's just go there, how much meat is actually in that meal? Uh, there'll be spaghetti and there'll be lots of vegetables, onions, tomatoes, capsicums, and a tiny bit of meat. It's very rare to get an Italian meal that's stack full of meat. And I'll just use that as an example. So a lot of people say, well, you need to eat lots of pasta and meat because that's what the Italians do. But if you carefully look at what they're doing, that might not be the case. And I'll go a step further than that though. Are there people who eat bacon and eggs for breakfast and they eat meat all day long and they've done that all of their life. They love meat. Uh, they are literally happy to call themselves, I'm a carnivore and they live a long, healthy life. So I'm, uh, the reason I'm very hesitant about talking about food in particular, number one is I'm an exercise professional and I just want people to have a stack of energy so that they can exercise. And because I've seen both sides of the story in, in lots of different people, lots of different clients and heard both sides of the story from all the experts, uh, I just like to find out what this particular person in front of me right now loves to eat. So do you love to eat eggs? And I'll go, <laughs> I'll go a step back from that. What is your favorite food or what are your favorite foods? What do you love to eat? What do you always want to include in your healthy eating plan? And if somebody says to me, my favorite food is bacon and eggs for breakfast, or I love to have scrambled eggs on toast, it's my favorite comfort food, or I really love to uh, wake up in the morning because I'm rocky, da 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 and I like to eat 12 raw eggs or drink 12 raw eggs. Uh, my question is always this. I listen to everything that somebody shares with me because I ask, what do you love to eat? What don't you like to eat? What are you eating at the moment? And why do you eat that way? And that's the foundation. That's the fundamental of where to start. And if somebody absolutely passionately believes that the way they're eating at the moment gives them those four things, and I always ask this, demand, should we be able to demand from our eating plan those four things? A stack of energy, perform at my best, look good in the mirror, and get the results that I want. And if I'm not getting those things and I'm eating a certain way, what do we change? Could it be a better thing to ask my client, what would you like to change? So if I say, if there was something in your current eating plan that you think would make a difference to the results that you want to achieve, what would you do? And somebody might say to me, well, at the moment I'm having three eggs on toast for breakfast, so I think I should probably cut that down to two or one. Is that something you want to do? Yes, I'm happy to do that. All right, let's do that. Rather than don't eat eggs for breakfast, they're bad for you. Is it possible that if you, if you talk to people like that, if you preach at people if you tell them what to do, that even if it works in the short term, it may not work in the long term. Is it possible there's a lot of people who'll do what you tell them to because you've got ripped abdominals or you've got tight butt cheeks or you've got gorgeous arms or you're an elite athlete or you're a sporting coach or you're just a, a genius about food. But if I really love to eat something, if eggs are my favorite food, whether they're chocolate or come out of a chicken, uh, and you tell me, Rowie, no more Easter eggs for you ever, or no more scrambled eggs on toast, even though it's your favorite food, uh, one of two things will happen, or possible, let's ask the question. I might never eat eggs again, chocolate or ones that come out of chickens. But if I really like them, where will my headspace be? I really want to have some chocolate eggs at Easter time. 
really love scrambled eggs and my favourite food. And I start to get a little bit cranky, a little bit angry, a little bit annoyed that I can't have the thing that I want. And what does that do to my headspace? Uh, have you ever experienced this with you or somebody else where don't have, don't have, don't have, don't have, and then all of a sudden there's a, 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 a change in the headspace and we either binge eat or we just eat an enormous amount that we'd never normally eat or we eat the food that you've been or I've been told is bad. So I eat the chocolate egg, but I feel really guilty. So I really want it and I think I shouldn't have it and I don't have it, don't have it, don't have it, don't have it. And then I have it and I have far too, when I say far too much, I'm very careful with that because uh, what is that far too much? But is it possible that if you eat too much of anything that there's going to be a challenge inside your body? So whether you eat too many pieces of broccoli or too many eggs or too many steaks or too many lollies or too much wine, there's going to be a challenge. Alcohol is interesting because if you have too much alcohol, you get drunk. If you eat too much, uh, let's pick something. If you have a, a, let's just say you eat lollies and you really like lollies. But if you eat two or three kilos of lollies, how will you feel? Uh, is it possible that there's a really interesting balance when it comes to our eating habits that it's not necessarily that there's good or bad food, it could be just the amount that we eat. Uh, if I eat 25 bananas, I'm going to feel sick. If I have one banana, I might really enjoy it. And there's other people who say, I'm never going to eat bananas because I think they're bad for you because they've got too much fructose or too much glucose or sugar or whatever the challenge is for that particular person. So it was interesting because somebody said to me just recently, Rowie, um, what I eat, what I eat might not agree with your food philosophy. And I said, what do you think my food philosophy is? And they said, oh, I'm sure that you've, got, and they gave me this list of things, which are none of my food philosophies. So I want to, I'm actually going to share with you my food philosophy. So there's no doubt about what Rowie thinks about food. Eat what you want, when you want, however much you want, as long as you're performing at your best, you've got a stack of energy, you love what you see in the mirror, and you're getting the results that you want from your eating and exercise plan, and you have a lovely balance between eating for pleasure and eating for performance. Now, I get that some people are not interested in eating for pleasure. They just eat for performance, and some people don't care about performance. They just eat for pleasure. So how about that? I don't have a food philosophy. I want you to have your, your own food philosophy. When I say I don't have one, how about this? I'll say it again. Eat what you want, when you want, as much as you want, and bloody enjoy it. And this is where it gets really exciting, whether it's chocolate eggs or eggs that come out of a chicken's bum or steak or lollies or chocolate or bananas or potatoes or whatever it is that you love to eat. If your body, your beautiful high-performing machine is performing at its very best, and how would we get it to do that? <laughs> is it possible that a high-performing machine will burn up everything that you put into it and you really can eat whatever you want, when you want, as much as you want because your body will burn it up? But more importantly than that, if I'm healthy, fit and strong, my brain is healthy, fit and strong, I'm mentally tough, my body's healthy, fit, and strong, which means I've got that really uh, superb mix of neurochemistry, which is uh, if I have to sprint, if I have to lift heavy, if I have to punch, if I have to work at a high intensity, my body produces epinephrine, adrenaline, cortisol, so that I can exercise really hard, the movement drugs. And then after I've moved really hard, um, I've worked at high intensity, I've got really puffed, I've lifted really heavy, 
then my brain fills up with those beautiful chemicals called happy drugs. So now I've got serotonin satisfaction drug, I've got dopamine reward drug, I've got uh, endorphins, which is the congratulations, you've worked really hard, and we provided you with a painkiller as well. Uh, and if you love to eat around people or you love to exercise with people, you'll have oxytocin, which is the love drug. And the really important one, I've brought along my brain-derived neurotropic factor, which is fertilizer for your brain. So if I've got a healthy, fit, strong body and a healthy, fit, strong brain, is it possible that, number one, I'll make better decisions about my food because I'll want to have a stack of energy before my best look fantastic and get the results that I want from my eating and exercise plan? But also, just pure physiology, is it possible that my body will work better in the mechanisms that decide what I would like to eat? So is it possible that my hunger mechanism will work? Uh, when I ask people, uh, when was the last time you were really hungry, like that feeling of being starving, hungry, uh, there's a lot of people that say they don't know what that feels like because they're either constantly eating. Some people are on a grazing diet where they eat five, ten times a day. And other people are just, they just eat a lot of food so they're never hungry. But is it possible that if you're really fit and strong and you're constantly, your body's at, uh, working at a rapid rate, you've got a fast metabolism and you're burning up everything that you put into it, that when you're hungry, when your body needs fuel, it'll have, the petrol tank will work. You know, the gauge on the petrol tank that says uh, full, half full, empty. And the car, if you've got a modern car, the car will go bing, 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 bing when you need to put petrol in the car. Well, if you've got a fit, strong, high-performing body, is it possible that your body will go bing, 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 I need some food? Isn't that awesome? What a great idea, eat when you're hungry. <laughs> not when some guru tells you to eat, not just because it's 12 o'clock and lunchtime, not just because it's the latest fad to only eat once a day instead of three times a day, but how about bing, 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 I'm hungry, let's eat some food. The next part of that philosophy is stop eating when you're full. Is it possible that if you're healthy, fit and strong and all the mechanisms inside your body are working really well, that when you're full, you'll go bing, 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 or the petrol station one, which is click, I'm full. I don't want any more petrol in the car. If you put any more in the car, it's just going to spill out. And wouldn't it be nice to have a body that tells you that? Stop feeding me, I'm full. I had a classic example. Uh, two days ago, one of my puppy dogs came in from outside and little Broody had left a little bit of his dinner in a bowl and there was even a little bit of fresh meat in there. He just Because Broody stops eating when he's full. 20-year-old dog, he's had enough, he stops eating. Bentley came in and sniffed the bowl and sat down, did this with his paw because he wanted to go running. He wasn't interested in the food. Bentley doesn't eat when he's not hungry. <laughs> he only eats when he's hungry and sometimes he leaves half a bowl because he's full. You should see Bentley, lean, fit, strong. He's got striations on his striations. He's a, he's a very fit, strong doggy. And I share that because when you're healthy, fit and strong, is it possible that your body will tell you everything you need to know? I'm hungry, feed me. Stop feeding me, I'm full. How about this? I'm thirsty. There's a lot of people who share with me that they need to be reminded to drink water. You know, I don't drink enough water, so I have to be reminded. Is it possible that if you've got a healthy, fit, strong body where all the systems are working inside your body effectively, that when you're thirsty, you'll go, oh, I'm thirsty, I better have a drink. And if you're not thirsty, you don't have a drink because you don't need any fluid at the moment. Or you have a tinkle and it's long and clear, so you know that I don't need to put any water in because I'm hydrated. The human body is an amazing mechanism, and if we look after it, is it possible that it will look after us? 
So if we put too much of anything in, is it possible that it just breaks down? The systems break down to try and deal with too much fat, too much sugar, too much protein, too much alcohol, and it doesn't work properly. But if we get the balance right, and it's if I, I go back a step from there, is it possible that if we are really fit and strong, our body will automatically get the balance right? When you drive your car, you don't have to guess when to put petrol in because the gauge tells you. When you go to the petrol station, you don't have to guess when the tank is full because it clicks. It tells you I'm full. Wouldn't it be nice to have a body that works like that? Then, if you add on top of that, my favorite thing called pleasure, <laughs> eat for pleasure, uh, is it possible then that you'll really enjoy chocolate or you'll really enjoy scrambled eggs on toast? or you'll really enjoy alcohol and you'll stop drinking before you get drunk. Is it possible that if you look after your body, it will look after you? And I'll keep asking that question. What do we need to do to look after our body so it looks after us? So as an exercise professional, I like to stay away from food. Now I'm not asking you to do that and I certainly wouldn't tell you to do anything. But please consider that if the body's fit and if the body's strong and all the systems are working effectively, so the central nervous system is firing to peak performance, your endocrine hormonal system is firing to peak performance, so your epinephrine, adrenaline, cortisol, dopamine, serotonin, endorphins, brain-derived neurotropic factor, oxytocin, all of those things are all working effectively so that your brain works well and your body works well for fast movement. And that's the important thing, the high-intensity training. If you've got really strong muscles pulling on really strong bones so that you can sprint really hard because you've got strong muscles because you keep them strong for the rest of your life, you've got strong bones that can't get osteoporosis, bone thinning disease because you've got strong muscles pulling on them, which means you'll also have a strong immune system. And this is where it gets really exciting because a lot of the time, if I now bring food back into the equation, uh, something like food poisoning, for example, where you eat something that's got yucky germs in it or a bug or a virus or something in it and it's not good and you eat it. When you've got a really fit, strong body with a strong immune system, have you ever had the experience where you eat and throw up immediately or throw up and have to do number twos immediately or both? Because your body just says, I don't want this in my body. It's bad. Let's get rid of it. The reverse, if you're not very healthy and your immune system's not very strong and those germs stay inside your body, you end up, they fester in there, yuck, and you get sick. So the beautiful thing about a body that works well with the food that you put into it, so digestive system, hormonal system, central nervous system, skeletal system, muscular system, cardiovascular system, respiratory system, your heart and lungs, all of that works together to make sure that your body is an effective fuel burner. <laughs> and again, I'll go back to the car analogy. If you've got a tiny little car or you've got a two-stroke lawnmower wandering around the garden, it doesn't use very much fuel. But if you maintain a high-performance machine, which now you're getting into V8 level or V12 turbocharged or a jet engine, the amount of fuel that that engine burns, you can't actually put enough fuel in there. Every time you drive it, you have to keep putting fuel in it. Drive it, put fuel in it. Drive it, put fuel in it. Because every time you drive it, it pulls a, burns up a stack of fuel. See how excited I get? So as an exercise professional, I'm about this. Eat what you want, when you want, as much as you want, and really enjoy it. Because I've got a, a really excited... I've got an itchy nose now. I've got an exciting... Uh, 
passion for a high performance machine burns up everything that you put into it. And when somebody says to me, Rowie, what should I eat? Or Rowie, how much should I eat? Or Rowie, when should I eat? My answer is exactly the same every time. I'm an exercise professional. What if we focus on getting your body healthy, fit and strong so you can put whatever into it and your body will burn it up fast? What if we get your body healthy, fit and strong so that your hunger mechanism works, your full mechanism works, your thirsty mechanism works, your tired mechanism works, your stress mechanism works, everything works effectively so you can be a healthy, fit, strong human being. Rather than, I've got to go on a diet, I really want to have an egg, but I can't. I really want to have scrambled eggs for breakfast, but I can't. Are eggs good for you? Some people will say yes, some people will say no. Uh, is, uh, is or are animal products good for you? Some people will say yes, some people will say no. Should I eat fruit and vegetables? Some people actually say no. And I don't want to argue with any of them because there are so many people that get into an argument about food, but they can't say yes to these four things. Whatever you're eating, whatever you believe about food, do you have a stack of energy? Do you perform at your best? Do you love what you see in the mirror? And are you getting the results that you want? And if you can say yes and you're having bacon and eggs for breakfast, congratulations. If you can say yes and you really enjoy chocolate eggs, then congratulations. If you say no... I don't have a stack of energy, I'm not performing at my best, I don't love what I see in the mirror, and I'm not getting the results that I want. How about this? Make some changes. But how about we never take out the foods that we love? How about we never put in the foods that we don't love? Why would you waste calories on food that you don't like is my favorite question when it comes to food. And what about if I get every system in my body healthy, fit and strong, is it possible that I'll make better decisions about my food and or my body will burn up everything I put into it? So if you want your body to be a high performance, fat burning, calorie burning, sugar burning, egg burning machine, how about we get healthy, fit and strong? Wouldn't that be a good idea? Ha <laughs> ha.